0: I hope you open your heart tonight to the Word of God and allow me for a few moments to share some things that have been weighing on my heart. And uh, I believe God will help us. Perhaps this will begin something tonight that we will venture into again next Wednesday. But I want to turn your attention to the Word of God and to the book of Daniel, the sixth chapter. And I want to read uh, one verse, now, I know there's a lot to read in Daniel, but one verse that I want to draw your attention to is the 10th verse of the 6th chapter, and uh, when they get it up on the screen, I didn't give it to them before service, give them, there it is, they're good. Brother Brother Kenneth is awesome. Uh, you have it before you now, you can look at it while I read it to you, and then We're going to jump off into uh, what the Lord has for us tonight. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, and we understand what that writing was, it was a decree by Darius the king that no one for the next 30 days could worship anyone but the idol that had been made in his image and bow before that. Image in worship, and when that decree had been signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. Now, <clears throat> I don't want to be trite tonight, but I do uh, want to point out to you some things that have, have captured my thinking and my mind, especially today. Uh, and I, I, I've heard it. I don't know who preached it, but somebody years ago preached a sermon called Dare to be a Daniel. And I believe tonight that if there was ever a time that we needed Daniels, we need Daniels in the day in which we live. The grandeur of the book of Daniel is not only about the sweeping vision that Daniel received about the mysteries of future time, But the beauty of the book of Daniel is found more to me in the vivid portrait it holds of a man who lived in very trying times, who faced adverse circumstances, who lived under great pressure, who had to deal with political powers that were completely in opposition to his faith and his stand before God. And what is so beautiful is how Daniel ordered his life before God and before man. Daniel lived in a time, I would say, very much like our time, a time when men are being pressured to bow to a different kind of religion. We live in a time when we are pressed to take of the king's meat, as Daniel was. And we are pressured in the hour in which we live to bow to the image of the world. What the world considers important and what they view as valuable and of importance. We feel the pressure upon us to uh, to at least acknowledge that there is... Uh, such a thing in our day. And then there is the, the, the pull of acceptance and there is the pressure of being validated by your peers and, and being accepted in the society in which you live. And then there was the image that uh, was before Daniel that he was Uh, being forced and asked to bow down to. Daniel lived in times very similar to ours where there was great pressure upon uh, God's people. And uh, he, he did not choose his setting. He did not pick that environment in which to live you know, sometimes we think that if we could have chosen the generation that we would have lived in or liked to have lived in, many of us would not have picked the time in which we are now living. We would have gone back to some golden year, some golden time. For some people, it would have been the western years of the 1800s and Somebody would have wanted to live in the times of the kings of England and Europe. But most people, uh, if they're given an opportunity, would admit that at some point in your life you have wished that you could live in another time, in another generation, in another dispensation. But Daniel had no choice over that. He he had no Uh, choice in the setting of his life. It was into a hostile and very strained situation that Daniel came to live as a captive of Babylon. And he lived in a very hostile environment. He lived where there were no support groups. There was no church to come to on Wednesday night. There were no uh, large bands of believers, most of god 's people that were taken into captivity, soon succumbed to the pressures that Babylon placed upon them, and they became just like their just the, their culture in which they were living. They soon began to reflect the values and and they reflected even the ideas and the image and the, 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 the very appearance of Babylon was reflected in a great majority of God's people during that time, but not so for Daniel. Daniel, though he lived in an hour when things were, were not comfortable and pressures, uh, you, you stand out more than ever. And that's, that, that, that statement could never be more true of apostolic Pentecostal people than it is right now. Folks, you don't have to go very far to realize that we look different than the rest of the world. When you walk up and down, as we walk up and down the streets of uh, of cities and we look at the people in which we, we, we come uh, to and fro from, we recognize how different we are as a... Apostolic people, as a holiness believing people, there is a vast difference, and the chasm is becoming even wider and wider. There was a day when some of you lived when there wasn't that much of an obvious difference. The cultures and the society in which we lived, their values were very close, but we don't live in that kind of world any longer. When I was a child, there, there were a lot of people that looked wholesome, and there were a lot of people that didn't even go to church that would have passed for church-going people, but not today. Today, there's a stark difference, and there's a lot of pressure that is put upon people to succumb to the environment in which we live, and yet... Daniel stands out and he stands above all of that. He he doesn't have a support group. He's not there by choice. It It was literally the failure of other people that put him in the environment that he was. Now put that in your pipe and smoke it for a little while. What if you were put in a situation that was not of your making and And it was not of your doing that you are put in that situation because of the failures of somebody else and because of their bad decisions. And now here you are having to live out the result of their backsliding. And that was Daniel. Daniel was having to live with the backsliding of previous generations. There's a sermon in that right there living with the backsliding of previous generations and yet Daniel lived in that environment in that place where others had failed Daniel rose up in a situation that uh, in which he is vulnerable to a lot of things you, you you cannot be put in the environment that Daniel was put into and not Feel a little vulnerable. You, you, you feel uncomfortable. It's, it's not like home. It's, it's not like being in your native land. It's, it's not like being with your people. You're in a situation where nobody around you looks like you or nobody around you reflects your thoughts or nobody around you thinks like you do. They don't look at God the way you look at God. They think of God, they think of an image. They don't think about anything else other than supplying the need of their own desire and appetite. And Daniel is there, very vulnerable to say the least. And yet he stood. And he survived. And he came out. He made it. He, he became a living example. Daniel, a, 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 a man for our times. And when I get to looking at Daniel's life, they're, 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 I don't want to call it a secret because it's really not a secret and yet I don't know how, how else to phrase it. But the secret of Daniel's greatness The Lord began to show me some of those things and I I want to share them with you. Number one, he was found, or the secret of of Daniel's life and the greatness of Daniel's life in in an environment that was totally contrary to every principle that he stood for. In In an environment that laughed at his separation and his holiness, if you want to put it in that terminology in a in a In an environment that looked at him as being weird and 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 off the chain as they say it today, just way out there in a society that viewed him as being as weird as weird can be, Daniel found a secret to survival, and that secret to survival is found in Several things. Number one, in trying times, in times when the pressure was on, Daniel worshipped God like he had always worshipped God. Daniel did not let changing times change his worship. Oh God, help me tonight to talk to some of us. Daniel did not allow the fact that his environment had changed and society had changed so that it now affected his worship and his way of worship. And so he changes his worship habit He changes the way he worships. No, sir, even though those things change, Daniel's worship to God remained consistent like it was before. I love what the Word of God said. He did this like a four time. That meant that wasn't Daniel's first rodeo when he walked up to that room and threw that window eastward open And bowed down after that decree had been signed. He had been doing that for days and weeks and months. And perhaps even years before this setting even takes place. Daniel had been consistent in his worship. When things were going good. And now when things were going bad. He did not allow the times to change his worship. Listen to me Pentecostal people. Don't allow the times to change our worship. The world is not looking for a better program. The world is not looking for a better way to do it. They're not looking for a mousetrap. They're looking for power. And power can only be found in the confines of our worship and our praise to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He worshiped as he had always worshiped. He didn't let troubles, he didn't let troubles decide his destiny. He did not let the times determine his worship. There have always been times like this. Listen to me. There have always been pressure-filled times. I get sick of people telling me, well, it's just a different day. I get tired of people telling me, well. Brothers, we've got to change because the times are different. No, we don't. We need to worship like we've always worshipped. We need to live like we have always lived. We need to pray like we have always prayed. We need to be faithful like we have always. I don't care what changes on the outside. What's on the inside has to remain the same And Daniel determined that no matter what changed in his world and no matter what changed in his environment, his worship to God was never going to change. Praise God. Somebody clap your hands and praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. There have always been times like these, hard times, difficulties to face, crosses to bear, Unfavorable circumstances to live with. And yet in spite of it all, Daniel worshipped God like he had always worshipped God. Praise the Lord. Do you know how much pressure comes to people when people that that don't believe like we believe come into our services? There's a pressure that comes on us sometimes to try to tone down our our worship. I remember hearing a preacher tell about a story just recently and I, I, I'm trying to remember where I heard it. It was just recent that he was talking about uh, preaching in a church and there was a it was Brother Bernard, Brother David Bernard was preaching at General Conference and when he was pastoring in Austin there was a professor from University of Texas that came to his church one day and his wife was educated in. And he looked out there, and he saw them, and you know how he 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 was kind of afraid that service might get a little rowdy and 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 things might go a little crazy, and you know people jump up and shout, and people holler out in the middle of service and so he he was doing everything he could to make sure everything went just right and and nothing got out of hand really and he said, well then I you know everything went smooth, everything was fine." He said, I got up and started preaching, and right in the middle of my preaching, this man's wife, who was an educator, jumped to her feet and screamed out as loud as she could scream and started speaking in tongues and fell out in the floor. (sighs) Brother Brother Bernard said, my heart just kind of fell. I'm thinking, oh my God, what is her husband going to think of us? And and these people, they're, they're crazy. They're out of their head. And you know, to his surprise, that man was so humbled by what he witnessed that he wanted to be baptized. He said before it was all said and done, both of them had the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. He said, you know what I learned that day? I learned that you've got to be Pentecostal. Whether the professor's in the house. Or whether it's Joe Blow from down the block. You don't change your worship because of the time. You don't change your worship because times have changed. That's when you need to worship like you've always worshipped. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel worshipped like he'd always worshipped. And not only that... But the consequences of his decisions did not cause him to hesitate because the decree had stated that if you do not worship this, you're going to to be thrown into the den of lions. And so Daniel's decision to worship was not predicated on whether he would get favor from anybody. What is right was what was going to be done. And what was right... Is that he do what he's always done. Worship God. No matter what else may come. What comes when we do right? Listen to me tonight. There are a lot of people. There's some of you sitting on these pews tonight. The only reason you do right is because God blesses you to do right. And if something were to happen. And you were to have to go through a, 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 a lion of den. Or, or a den of lions. Let me put it right experience, if you were to pray and make a decision, and instead of it being a blessing, you were bound and put down in the lion's den, there'd be a lot of people that wouldn't show back up next Sunday for church. But Daniel decided, whatever happens, this is in God's hands, and I made made up my mind a long time ago, whatever the consequences are, I'm going to serve God. I am blessed or whether I am taken to the den of lions, I am going to worship God. I'm going to do what is right. And sometimes doing right can land you in some of the most uncomfortable places in the world. But Daniel didn't worry. He just laid down and went to sleep because he knew that the God he trusted when everything was going good is the same God he's trusting when everything is going bad. God hasn't changed whether there's a lion in the house or not. I've made up my mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to live for Him no matter what my world is doing. No matter what society is doing. I am going to worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whether doing right would land Him in the lion's den or in the chair... Of the state. That was not his concern. He was just going to do right. Amen. He was just going to do right. Sometimes doing right can get you into trouble. It can get you into some very delicate situations. But do right. Everybody say do right. Do right. Always do what is right. Daniel didn't know. He did what he did. Without knowing how it would turn out. He just did it. Because he knew it was right to do it. How many of us do what we do. Because we know that there is going to be a blessing. On the turnaround. How many of us do what we do. Not knowing what the outcome is going to be. You know what I may give. Like the preacher says. Give and God will bless you. I may give and I may not be blessed. Is that going to determine whether I give or not? I may pray and God not answer my prayer. Is that going to determine whether I pray or not? Daniel decided how he was going to live and he didn't know how it was going to turn out. He just trusted God. And I'm going to tell you folks, you never go wrong when you trust God. You say, Brother Hughes, if I make those decisions in my family, I don't know what will happen. Make the right decisions and the right things will happen. Well, I don't know if I can make it. Oh, make the right decisions and you'll make it because God will make sure that you make it. Do you hear me tonight? When you make the right decisions, God gets on your team and God will make sure you make it. God will make sure you survive. God will shut the mouth of the lion. God will clamp his jaw shut. God will allow you to lay down and sleep at night while the king is troubled. Oh, hallelujah, I'm going to let Mr. Obama walk the floors. I'm going to put this world in the hands of God. And I'm going to sleep tonight. Because I'm not trusting the government to bail me out. I'm not trusting any kind of social help to come to my aid. My trust is in God. And God is the one that's going to see me through. I don't care what happens to the government of our nation. God is the one that I am depending on tonight to see me through. And when you trust Him, I don't care who's a president, whether he's Republican, a Democrat, or a reprobate. It doesn't matter God will see you through hallelujah hallelujah when you do the right thing I don't care who the boss of the company is God can take care of his people amen he didn't know how it would turn out but he trusted God He refused to be drugged down by the environment that he was living in. Oh, my word. I need to preach a little while here. He refused to let the environment in which he was living set the tone and tenor of his life. Many today give up and say, I can't fight this. I can't deal with this. Other people say, and I said this a while ago, it's a different day, Brother Hughes. It's a different day. I had somebody related to me not long ago tell me, it's just a different day trying to justify why somebody was living the way they were living. I don't care if it is a different day. God is still the same God and He still has the same requirements and He still expects the same thing out of my life. Amen. Who can be expected to live like this in this kind of environment, Who can be expected to live this life in this kind of setting? Daniel showed us. He said, I'm not going to be drugged down by the environment that I live in. I have set my eyes on something higher. Amen. The thing that caught my attention the most about Daniel is that he... The secret of Daniel's greatness is found in a small portion of the 10th verse when it says of Daniel that he came into his room and he opened his window toward Jerusalem now I don't think that is some quirky chance I don't believe that was just put in there as filler I believe there is a message in that statement he opened his window toward Jerusalem Jerusalem listen to me in the situation that Daniel was in he could have opened himself up to anything but this is the secret of his power in what he opened himself to he could have opened himself up to bitterness why not I didn't have anything to do with this I I, I didn't put myself here it wasn't my bad choice or decision that put me here he could have opened himself up to bitterness. And I see it all the time. I see people that look at life and they look at where they're at and they look at their circumstances and situation and they become bitter because they didn't really create all this. They didn't, they didn't ask to be brought into this world, but here they are. And now they're having to live. And so they open their lives to that bitter spirit. And they, 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 they're they mad at everybody and everything. And they, they accuse everybody and everything thing. But Daniel, he didn't open himself to bitterness. And and, and Daniel could have opened himself to hatred. He, He could have easily opened himself to anger issues. Daniel could have had, you talk about anger issues, Daniel could have had some serious anger issues. He could have been off the chain angry, mad because of The setting and the situation. and I didn't bring all this on. I didn't do this. I don't deserve this. But Daniel evidently realized that that window would not bring to him what he needed. Bitterness will never bring back to you what you need. Anger will never bring back to us what we need. Hatred will will never bring back to us what we need. It was only the window that was open toward Jerusalem. In spite of the grim decree of Darius, he made his prayer to God beside the window that opened toward Jerusalem. The choice that Daniel made was important to his life. He could have opened that window toward anything He chose. Toward any attitude, toward any spirit, toward any view of life. You know, I get so troubled today by some of the the, 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 the spirit that I sense in people when I realize what they have opened themselves up to and what they have opened their families up to and what they have said Uh, by opening the window of their life in the direction that they have. It troubles me when I look at them and I see what they compromise and what they give up and what they let go of. And it's all because of the window that they have opened in their life and what they have opened that window toward. If you open that window toward relevance, if relevance is what this church is looking for, That's a dangerous window because relevance will con us into dumbing down our message and dumbing down our gospel so that we can relate to the world in which we live. Listen to me, Jesus Christ related to every person that he walked in contact with. But he didn't reach every person he walked in contact with because there were some that did not want his message and there were some that did not care for what he preached. But he didn't change his message so he could be relevant to his time. I am telling you tonight that one of the great dangers of our modern world is to think that we have got to be relevant. And that means in 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 in, in, in uh, layman's terminology... That means you can't preach what you used to preach. You can't talk about the blood of Jesus anymore in sermon. You can't preach about the cross. You don't preach about separation. You don't make any demands upon people's lives because that doesn't fit in the culture in which we live. I've come to tell somebody here tonight what we need is a window that is open toward Jerusalem. And when we open toward Jerusalem, we'll reach the rich and the poor. We'll reach the educated and the uneducated we will touch our world just like Jesus Christ touched his world hallelujah but Daniel opened his window toward Jerusalem what direction are we opening our window toward tonight he could have opened that window toward anything he chose but that direction Jerusalem that direction he knew was the city of God. And so he said that's what I want to be open to. I want to be open to God. He opened the window to that direction. Because in opening that window toward Jerusalem. He knew. He, he knew that he was opening himself toward all that was true about God. His faithfulness. His power. His ability. His care, his peace, his comfort, all of the things that Jerusalem represented and what God represented. Daniel, by opening that window, that direction was opening himself to that. He chose for his favorite view the window whose outlook was toward the highest that life held for him. Amen. That choice is also ours. We get to choose which direction we open the window of our soul. How we open the window of this church. How we present it to the world. I want the window when people come here. I want them to see the window is open toward Jerusalem. Not relevance. Not societal acceptance. Not coolness. I want it open toward the power of God. I want it open toward everything that represented in God. I want it open toward everything that is high and holy. I want it open toward something that's higher than this world. Because if all I can lift up is a standard that has been made by a man, I don't have much to s- to offer. If all I can lift up are principles that man can come up with, that's not going to be a very high outlook. But if I can get you looking toward heaven... You're going to see things that are unutterable. You're going to see and experience things that are out of this world. You're going to have experiences that are joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. You're going to be like the Apostle Paul who said, I saw things that that I cannot even utter. I can't even talk about them because they are too holy and too high. But I saw them. If we can keep the window of this church open towards... Lord God, I don't care who comes through our doors. They're going to catch a glimpse of something better, something higher. The chamber of the soul has its own windows. And we are each free to choose which way we shall open that window. And we also choose what windows we shut. Amen. Amen. We can open our window toward that which is best. We can shut out that which displeases. We can select what we prefer. Be careful, my friend, what you open your life toward. There are many that are only venturing out tonight, but the devil is playing for keeps. There are things that we open ourselves to that will only ensnare us and enfeeble us. They will rob us of good and holy and sacred things. But there's a view, there's a view, there's a view, there's a view that will strengthen you. There's a view that no matter what else is happening around you, if you can just get to that window and you can look that direction, it changes everything in your life. Amen. And so three times a day, Daniel came during all of the pressure. And listen to me, I, I, I thought this was interesting. Now, I may have missed, I, I, I read, and, and my mind's a little fuzzy today because of some issues, but, but uh, it, it was not a long-term thing, this bowing before this image. It was only a 30-day decree. Now, now, what would be wrong with Daniel changing his worship habit for 30 days? What would be wrong with Daniel doing something a little bit more relevant or a little bit more in with acceptance and, and acceptable norms. What would be so wrong with Daniel doing that? Just for 30 days. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about changing our whole life, Brother Hughes. I mean, my God, we're not talking about just losing everything. You see, that's the trick the devil has for all of us. He only wants you for 30 days. He really didn't want you just 30. All he wants is just you to open that window in a direction other than Jerusalem. And if he can ever get you looking out that window, he'll pass things before you. Oh, man, that looks good. Oh, oh, that, that, oh, my. we, we got to have that. But it's like the billboards. They're great on one side, but they're horrible on the backside. What made Milwaukee famous, the songwriter said, has made a fool out of me. And so it is. There are windows that we can open our soul to. And there are windows that a church can open itself to. That come because of the pressure of our times. But I'm so glad Daniel showed us. He gave us He gave us a powerful sermon in his life, not just a vision of the future and things that would come, but he showed us how to live in troubling times. He showed us how to live when the pressure is on. Do you realize that the decisions that you and I make when pressure is on us are sometimes the most life changing decisions that we will make? And when the pressure was on Daniel, he kept on doing what he'd always been doing. He went to that window. And he threw it back and he got down on his knees. Oh, oh, God, what, what has happened to us getting down on our knees? You can touch heaven when you're on your knees. And Daniel got down on his knees and he started praying to God. And God took care of him. Oh, you say, well, brother, use that decision, land him in the lines. And yeah, he did, but no line ate him. God kept him. What a testimony. Do you realize that if Daniel had not opened that window toward Jerusalem, that book would be irrelevant to us today. I don't care what his prophecies were. I don't care what he foresaw in the future. If Daniel's life had not backed up his witness, his testimony, nobody would have believed his story. Amen. What are we opening our window toward? I have a choice tonight. I, I I have a choice in the world in which we live. I can open it toward acceptance. I can open it toward relevance. And I'm not against that. I, I don't like to be ostracized. I'm not preaching so people will hate me. I don't mean that. I hope you understand me enough to know. I'm not preaching that we just have to be weirdos to be weirdos. But I will tell you this. That the godly shall suffer persecution. That's the word of God. The godly shall suffer persecution. The righteous. The righteous. Those who try to live by higher law are not going to fit in the world in which they live. But Daniel said, you know what? I made up my mind a long time ago. That window. Open it toward Jerusalem. That's, that's the highest. That's the best That's what I want to open myself toward. Praise God. Let's stand together.